is Radio Free Signs of the Times, broadcasting into the heart of occupied America. This is the second part of Laura's story of the spirit releasement therapy that became something else. We ask the healing angels of light to heal at this time. Surround him with the solid... Why is this one so important to you? Well, obviously... That was like a... Awake. Wait a minute, moment. <laughs> Did someone say something? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess the pressure and I, I, I actually I think I, you had your coat on at this stage. I was heading for the door. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was kind of a little surprise that he he jumps out jumps out there so strong at that point. But I guess what was happening was that he was getting irritated because I was, you know, continuing to exert this effort, this energy. Because you know, as I said. It's not so much, I don't think, that there are literally angels or workers or whatever. I think that what it is is, is the energy of, of the exorcist. And I was continuing to put energy into this into this situation, and I think that energy was becoming quite irritating <laughs> to, to whoever, whatever it was. Either that or we, he was becoming extremely bored <laughs> listening to Baldwin's dialogue over and over again. <laughs> In the name of the light, I call on the Divine Mother to unfold this one of the light and love. Touch into his pure heart. Restore the beauty of this one's sweet being, the essence of this child of God. Archangel Michael, we ask that you send in your most powerful warriors. We call upon all the workers who can come to assist in this work to come and clean and cleanse. And we ask in the name of the light. At this point, I've asked for everybody to come. (laughs) 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 And and, and my voice is sounding just a little more, you know, tense. (laughs) And that's because at this point, the, the physical activity was increasing, you know, dramatically. The, the serpentine slide across the floor was, very pronounced the rippling of the muscles the swelling and contraction of the of the abdomen accompanied by expulsions of gas and it was a little bit on the the odoriferous side and i can tell you it was not the odor of sanctity <laughs> so 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 i was i was thinking that you know this is this is getting a a little bit a little bit creepy because I didn't know whether this guy was going to suddenly jump up off the floor there and jump on me and start strangling me or something. And I was getting a little nervous because there I was uh, sitting there all alone in this room, this building, with two people under hypnosis. (laughs) And the only other and the one of them that could have helped me if if, if it had been possible was, of course, you know, as zonked as the one who might attack me. And I was thinking, you know, I really have to stop doing this. Were you getting any reports from your your viewer that the the hosts, the heavenly hosts, were arriving? Or well, no, were they, were they avoiding this one? <laughs> no, he he was uh, he was being pretty silent at this point. Uh, his job was supposed to be just to 
generate light and focus on creating light and surrounding the individual with light and and to, and to maintain that during the process. Uh, so he was supposedly doing that, and I hope he wasn't falling down on the job, but I couldn't guarantee it. <laughs> I call to the dark one. Are you still there? What allowed you to come and be with Victor? What was he doing when you came? This one is mine. What was he doing that made him weak and allowed you to come? Simple fear. Simple fear? And who sent you? His past is what sends me. From childhood to adulthood. And what happens if you fail? I would this one soul apart. Well, why don't you go into the light? Please. <laughs> <laughs> now that <clears throat> that was indeed rather lame. But at this point, when you're having a conversation with, you know, what is ostensibly a demon, you know, you, 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 you're often at a loss for words, I admit. I admit. So I was I just... can't imagine being in that position. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's... So I was, I was kind of winging it at this point <laughs> because none of the formula was working and it was time to do a little improvisation. And I decided, you know, well, while I'm here, I might as well, you know, Get some information. <laughs> you know, why waste the opportunity? So I was going to ask some questions. Simple little trick. Are you afraid of the light? Afraid? Mm-hmm. Not like in the sense that he is. Well, you must be afraid of the light because you don't want it. Did you ever have a body of your own? In a sense, were you ever in a human body uh, as a human? You could say a one-time shared. <laughs> <laughs> a time share. Oh, God. I now, think I've known some people like that. <laughs> now, now you notice that we're laughing a lot here because you know. You, you got to whistle past the graveyard because some of this stuff is just really too too creepy. And <laughs> but a demon that comes up and you say, "Have you ever been in a body before?" And he says, "Well, you know, you could say that uh, timeshare." You know, <laughs> I mean, this is <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> I mean, what do you say? Well, the th- the the thing was was that uh, what I was going to. St- to, to start doing at this point was I was going to start working on a little differential diagnosis, you know, find out some details. I wanted to find out, you know, who, what, where, when, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as you'll see, it, 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 it didn't go very far. Mm-hmm. What was the last body you were in? His father. Mm-hmm. Well, he was so easy prey. Right. This one does resistance. 
Well, I want you to try something. I have a simple little experiment to prove something to you. Before we get to the little experiment, to prove, he brings up uh, the the subject's father. What did you learn from the discussions about the father? He says that the the father was easy prey. Was the father a kind of unassuming person, or, or? I understand he was an alcoholic, and, mm-hmm. and and this was only afterward because, of course, when he was wanting me to do the hypnotherapy, uh, it seemed that this particular subject didn't tell me everything that I really needed to know. He wasn't sincere and honest with me in his in his pre-therapeutic interviews. Mm-hmm. Because afterward, he explained to me that, you know, his childhood hadn't been so blissfully happy as he had presented it, that his father had been an alcoholic and had beat up on his mother and mm. in alcoholic rages and so forth. And uh, even at one point, I understand, had pulled a gun out and had threatened to shoot the mother and had threatened to shoot him when he was a child. So that... Would that have been 12 years before when he was... It probably was, and it, and it certainly explained a lot. And I was really unhappy that he hadn't told me this in advance because if he had, I wouldn't have been sitting there with him under hypnosis. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was another one of the reasons why, you know, I say that I stopped taking any, any subjects at all that I didn't know extremely well and for a long time and yeah. know a lot about their background because, you know, he came to me and he lied to me. Yeah. And he lied to me, uh, probably because he was just feeling desperate to get, you know, get something that he thought was going to be a quick fix for his problems. Mm-hmm. And he had no idea that, uh, you know, that you, you know, that's that's simply not therapeutically sound, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for this kind of work. Well, let's continue. A little experiment to prove something to you. <laughs> to prove. Mm-hmm. This would be very interesting. Look deep inside yourself. What do you see there? You're very good. See that little pinpoint of light? No. You yourself have light. No. Yes. How do I know you're not putting it there? I'm not putting it there. It's, It's yours. And do you notice what happens when you continue to look at it? Do not increase it. It gets bigger because you're looking at it. Keep looking at it. I choose not to look. Why are you afraid of it? I like where I'm at. This one needs me in one sense. And what is that sense? Most unfortunately, this one has a heart. Something he doesn't need. Now, this is kind of an interesting little part of the of the session because, on the one hand, you can see that what I was doing, my my little my little tactic of of trying to get him to look inside himself and to see that there was some element of light within him, uh, unnerved him a little bit. And that the fact that he was unnerved gave me a little more confidence that I could uh, that I could deal effectively with who or whoever, whatever it was. The other interesting thing was when he said that this one needs me in a certain sense because he has a heart. 
a, a heart that he doesn't need. So that suggests that the aim, the purpose of the of the presence of the being or the entity, if such it was, was to consume that heart or to in encase it or enclose it or or take it in some way to take the heart to take the uh, uh, the creativity out of him. And of course, you know, I wonder now in retrospect if the heart may have been what was in the box, but I don't really think so. I think that what was in the box was the will. Please don't be mad that I've seen the thing he has gone through. Most unfortunate, this one. Fortunate for me, though. Well, the light in you is getting bigger. Counselor, I haven't. Did somebody tell you the light would burn you? It's going to take more than a mere light to get rid of this one. What is the price of failure if you can't keep him? There's always one other. But what will those who sent you say to you? Will they not destroy you? Not with the other. And what is the other? Ooh, that be telling. But this one is more beyond each than what he is. As a matter of fact, this one made it far much easier in a sense for me to dominate him. Now at this point, I have to say that I was, I was having a little less confidence that I was going to be able to dislodge whatever this was. So I was launching into a, a more or less uh, setup for a post-hypnotic suggestion that, uh, that the activity of the light and so forth would continue within the individual even after the session was over, and that at some point during the, you know, the next few days or whatever that. Uh, whoever, whatever it was, would reconcile itself to being banished and would leave. The remarks that it made about someone else who had made it much easier to dominate the subject, I believe, referred to to his girlfriend, uh, although that was never explicitly stated. There are many rooms that he has in here. There is no place that they cannot find you. And warrior angels, there's your God. He's your God too. There's a part of you, a part of him in you, that's what that light is.
You see them binding him in a bed of light. So what was that crashing noise? What was the crashing noise? Well, uh, as you were hearing these sounds, you were uh, he was oozing across the floor like a serpent, and at that point he had knocked into the table where the tape recorder was standing, nearly knocked it over, and then his head bumped into the leg of the six-foot sofa on which a 200-pound man was lying, <laughs> which he then reached up over his head... Uh, you know, or behind his head with one hand, and this is this is a very small guy, by the way, and with one hand he lifted, grasping this one leg of the sofa, he lifted it into the air, and those are the creaking, cracking sounds you hear, the sofa <laughs> being lifted into the air, and my viewer nearly being dumped off of it on his head. <laughs> so so things were getting just a, a, a little bit hairy at this point, and I want to point out that what seemed to be uh, the thing that was causing the most discomfort for this thing was light, was, you know, increasing the light, uh, visualizing light, surrounding with light, and uh, generally, you know, just talking about light. In the name of the Christ, we ask that the Archangel Michael and his warrior angels bind this in a net and a capsule of light. Bind him and take him away. In the name of the light and the Christ, I command you, Christ commands you, Archangel Michael commands you, bind him in an impervious capsule of light and take him away. No! Well, at this point... At that point, it seems to me that you had a choice. You either get up and run out of the room very quickly... (laughs) <laughs> or you <laughs> up the ante, you know, and obviously that's what you did in terms yeah, of yeah, at that raising p- your at, voice. At that point, you know, a- a- after the little thing with the with the the sofa being lifted in the air and the and the table and the and the extreme serpentine movements and the rippling body parts and so forth, I was you know I was getting a little I was getting a little concerned. And what actually happened was was I I realized at that moment that this was going to take something just a little bit more than the ordinary uh, formula. And I I actually got angry. I mean, you, you know, it, that's, that's in my voice is, is I was angry. And I was angry that this thing was, you know, persisting in its slimy, devious, manipulative, repellent uh insistence on on taking over this this poor guy's life so when i got angry it was it was a strange sensation because at that moment it felt like you know something like like i was struck by a bolt of lightning myself and that was when i began shouting and and uh, exerting a very powerful will of my own that you know you are not going to win i am going to win because you know Quite frankly, I'm 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 tired of this playing around. 
you know, I'm telling you to leave. You're saying you don't want to leave, but I ain't going to give up, and I'm not quitting, and, and that's just all there is to it. So you might just as well <laughs> face the fact that I'm not going to quit. And, and and with the words came that uh, came the will, and that seemed to be it because you, you, you heard the, the scream as it left, and even though it isn't quite as remarkable as it was in real time the actual sound of vo- of the voice the locus of the voice traveled across the room to the door and went through the door and it, it i mean you, you can sort of hear it moving on the tape itself you i mean let's play it one more time just to hear that archangel michael commands you find him in an impervious capsule of light and take him away Here it comes. No! And I noticed you helped it on its way there with the Yeah, with I the was I was on. I was definitely helping it on <laughs> you its were way making with sure. I was I was shoving it out the door. A swift kick. <laughs> swift kick out the door. Exactly right. So that was that and the, the interesting thing about it is is that that encounter you know it took something out of me and it was it was unnerving uh, in in many respects it's not certainly as dramatic as something that you see in the movies such as the exorcist or you know the the pea soup thing but it was it was certainly in its own way um compelling and convincing that i was you know dealing with something that was uh, purely negative, purely evil, and that was very disconcerting. And the the curious after effects were that you know for approximately six months, uh, I I was psychically uh, wounded, I guess you'd say, because up to that point in time, I was fairly convinced that the only kinds of attachments that people really have are like your basic dead dude or or maybe like an elemental uh spirit that is, is never really occupied a body of its own but it's it's like an you know i i would think of them as like energy globules or, or little energy patterns and they had a, a form of partial consciousness but not sufficient consciousness or energy to occupy or animate a body and here i was i was looking at something that was clearly much more than that and that was something that really didn't fit into my belief system i i thought that uh if you and and you'll notice that i was talking about this you know to this entity you know that you're being transformed by the light well clearly there was no possibility of this thing being transformed by the light it simply absolutely had wanted nothing to do with the light and when the light was increased sufficiently uh, it left. It it fled. Well, we talked earlier about the door and the covering of ice, and I think when you've talked about this before with us, you've talked about the kind of physical sensations that you were feeling in the presence of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was that was a big part of it. So that even when I listen to it again, it it has an effect on me. Uh, as much as we laugh about it, and you know, laughing kind of re- relieves the tension of it because. There was, there's no way, there are no words really to describe the sensations of being in the presence of this thing. Uh, 
I played the recording and it uh you know it has certain sounds certain effects but nothing can really uh convey or express the you know what I would almost say is the taste of it because it, it had a certain it had a certain taste and the taste was was so so repellent so uh it 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 kind of like ate into ate into your soul you know i mean that's the only thing i could say is it it ate it ate something it ate into me well, all of what you're saying is kind of um corroborated by the various um writings on uh, exorcism uh Probably most notably, uh, Malik Martin's hostage with the de- hostage to the devil, uh, yes. where he talks about the presence and, and the effects on the priests that were that were involved in these exorcisms and stuff. So, yes, because the one profound thing you become aware of is that there are obviously beings that choose darkness. They choose it. It's it's not an accident. It's not uh, because they're misguided. It's not any of those things, and and, and it's not that you can convert them or change them. This is their choice. And horrible as it may sound, they have a right to that choice in the grand scheme of things in the realm of creation. You know, all things are all things are permissible, all things are possible. It kind of also dispels the myth that uh, I think a lot of people have in terms of um, how these exorcisms or, or, or spirit release uh, are done in that, um, and even even in the in the transcript there that we've been listening to, um, the talk of the angels of light coming to to take this entity away. A lot of people, particularly in the New Age community with Reiki and stuff, would would uh, are under the impression that this is just a matter of calling in these this, these these armies of light and they'll do the work for you. But what from what you're saying, it's obviously really it's just a battle of wills between the person doing it and and the entity and and as you're saying the effects the after effects uh would tend to prove that yeah it was it was obvious that the formula wasn't working and the so-called angels of of light and so forth that uh bill baldwin had created in his little scenarios weren't working and it came down in the end to just absolutely my will against the will of this thing and I wasn't going to let it stay and 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 that was that was just really all there was to it so I would say that there's no uh, there's no assurances that you're going to win anybody who, who thinks that they can engage in this uh, with with uh, with uh, an assurance that that they're going to win because they're on the side of light uh, Maybe needs to. Well, sure. Well, sure. Because you know, what if it had been bigger and meaner than I was? You know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty awful thought because at that point, you know, things could have gone any number of ways. And uh, you know, so I would say that anybody who uh, thinks that they want to engage in this kind of work and deal with any kind of people that come in off the street, so to speak, that. You know, get yourself a copy of Malachi Martin's Hostage to the Devil and read it. You know, and 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 if that doesn't, that is one of if you the get through it all, scariest books. Fair play to you. Yeah, it you is. You only need there's five stories, and you only need to read one or two of them. <laughs> and then if if like, you can make it through all five, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I made it through all five. It took a long time because you can only read so much of it at a time without having to really just stop and 
and, and recuperate. And then when you finally, you know, face something that is probably, you know, one-tenth or one-twentieth the uh, uh, magnitude of what Martin was talking about in, in these cases that he's written about in his book, Hostage to the Devil, uh, then you realize that there are some things out there. There are entities of great power and great darkness, mm-hmm. and they never sleep. And you ain't as smart as they are, and don't ever forget it. And anybody who walks through that door, you know, who comes to you and says, oh, I just have a little problem with self-esteem, you know, could have one of those hanging around there at the end of a of a long gray cord and <laughs> when you reel them in you, you just don't know what you're dealing with so don't try this at home folks yeah don't try this at home folks and, and if you do we want to issue a disclaimer right now that whatever happens <laughs> it's got nothing to do with us <laughs> and don't call me for an exorcism <laughs> i'm not doing another so th- the bottom line of all this is is that once you have tasted this this evil, it actually, in a sense, gives you a great protection because you can never again be in the presence of it without being aware of it, even if it's concealed. You still, you know, once you, once you, it's like once you smelled a skunk, you you know what a skunk smells like. And a skunk smells like, I mean, it is a totally unique thing. And any of you who've ever smelled a skunk know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you ever smell even the tiniest little whiff that is, uh, you know, 25 miles away, you know that's a skunk. And you can smell it and you can taste it. And if you're ever in its presence again, you know it. You're aware of it. And this is essential. This is crucial. Uh, Inoculation against forces of darkness to be aware of them to know what they are to know how they operate because only then can you protect yourself from their deceptions because they certainly do not present themselves as darkness and they certainly you know they don't they don't um they don't look bad or uh present themselves negatively they're usually very charming and 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 very often they present themselves as angels of light but thankfully, people don't have to engage in their own exorcisms to get uh, this kind of awareness because um, basically the kind of information that, that we've given here today uh, you know, can protect people uh, by, by proxy, as it were, just by realizing, as you're saying, that these things exist and to, uh, to take that seriously. More ordinary people, you know, the public should be allowed to listen in on some of these things so that they can have an idea of just exactly, you know, what what goes on, what transpires. And I think next week we're going to we're going to look at a couple of other sessions. You know, we've got some alien abduction regression sessions that have some very very interesting segments in them that I think that will definitely change your view of that phenomenon to a great extent if you have a any idea that aliens that abduct people are nice and friendly and cute little gray guys that look deep into your eyes and make you feel love and all that sort of thing. <laughs> Just need a home yeah. inside you. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I think that's about enough for tonight. I've had all I can stand. How about you guys? Come back next week when you'll hear the story of the praying mantis and the little girl. 